0: Mixdown Media Productions.
1: When you're one unbalanced piece of audio from losing your, shit.
0: this is the Podcast Therapist. Welcome back to another edition of the Podcast Therapist. I am your host, the Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster podcast producer and, of course, your podcast therapist. Uh, Today is Tuesday, January 19th, the day before Inauguration Day, and uh, I'm very excited about today's episode. It has nothing to do with politics, although it does have to do with one of my favorite friends uh, who is a podcaster. His name is Mac Watson. Mac is a former radio broadcaster. I would say maybe he's still a radio broadcaster, but he's also a podcaster. And if you're a podcaster who's been really struggling with trying to communicate over the Microphone, figuring out what you want to say over the microphone. And you hear me talk a lot about it over on my YouTube channel. And you hear me say, you know, this is what you got to do to become a better podcast host or communicator. Mac is going to be telling you his perspective on what it's like to be a not only a radio broadcaster, but how to communicate as a podcaster, how to make your podcast sound as though it's a little more tight, a little more bright. He brings that term up uh, in today's episode. Now, today's episode was recorded in December of 2020. So we will be talking about, uh, I believe, 2020, events of 2020, which was like, what, a month ago or something like that. So it's not too out of date. But I think that the content that you're going to hear today is really relevant and you can come back to it as. I will always tell you with every one of my podcasts, listen, then listen again and take notes because that is the best way that you can become a better podcaster and content creator. Now, as far as today's episode is concerned, you can take notes, but you're going to learn a lot of, I guess, the insider tips of what a talk show radio host is uses to communicate to his audience. Uh, Mac is going to share all kinds of stories, and he's going to uh, really kind of, I guess, compare and contrast the difference between uh, radio and podcast. And we talked about that in the last episode with my friend Seth Wrestler. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go on over there and listen to it. But uh, also, uh, Mac is going to talk to us about some of the things that podcasters really struggle with, whether or not they should have a script for their podcast. And of course, we're going to dive in a little bit into Mac's monetization model for his podcast. And he'll tell you a little bit about that story of how he got everything up and running for his podcast monetization efforts. So uh, I want you to go ahead and sit back and enjoy this episode. And then when you're done with it, I encourage you again to go back and listen to it. Mac is an encyclopedia of information that I think that you will really find useful for your own podcasting efforts, whether you're trying to become a better communicator, uh, whether you're trying to become a better content creator. Mac, he has some really great ideas that will hopefully, I don't know, maybe a little stir some new ideas for yourself as you listen to this particular podcast. So we're going to be coming back and talking with Mac here very shortly on the Podcast Therapist right after these words the podcast
1: therapist
0: right now you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast maybe you've gotten some equipment signed up for a zoom account and have recorded a few podcast episodes but what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. The Podcast Launch Checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with the Podcast Launch, you can grab the Podcast Launch Checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. It's time for the Mixtap.
1: The Podcast Therapist.
0: So I'm very excited today to have one of my friends on The Podcast Therapist today. His name is Mac Watson. He's a radio personality, still a radio personality according to my standards. And uh, of course, he is a podcaster. (laughs) He's a podcaster, uh, has his own podcast. And according to your website, Mac, you say that you are a master communicator, a storyteller, Relatable, entertaining, and you create compelling content, and you have uh, a sharp wit and humor, which I have experienced firsthand by listening to the radio in Phoenix. How you doing today?
1: Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, luckily, uh, everything's all wrapped up, and we've got Christmas coming around the corner, so I'm doing pretty well.
0: Good, man. Yeah, I know the COVID, we were talking before the uh, podcast started, and the, the COVID-19 has just really kind of put a wrench into a lot of everyone, everyone's lives yeah. these days. So it's been very difficult, I'm sure, for you.
1: Yeah, um, I am starting to go nuts being quarantined (laughs) in my house. Uh, No, I mean, it's just if we could all do the right thing. This would all get a lot better, a lot quicker, but we're all not doing the right thing. So right. I don't want to be I don't want to be a spokesperson for the CDC or anything, <laughs> but uh, please wear a mask. Don't be a don't be an ass. Wear a mask. Kind yeah. Of
0: thing. And you can cuss on this podcast. I promise you that. So you can say whatever you feel there, there, Mac.
1: That's great. Thank you. <laughs> You're very
0: welcome. Today's podcast, of course, is also recorded on StreamYard. Uh, you can go ahead and check out StreamYard by creating seamless recordings of your podcast to uh, stream directly to multiple platforms platforms like uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and LinkedIn. You can learn more at thepodcasttherapist.com slash StreamYard. So Mac, today I want to talk to you about uh, the genesis of you and your podcast because uh, this is something that I think you had, uh, had in mind when you were in radio. But I really want to start from the very beginning of the idea of or I guess the catalyst of where this podcast came from. Can you tell me the story, I guess, leading up to when you decided to go ahead and start that podcast, including the time that we we actually met?
1: Let's see. It goes back to uh, wanting to do something a little different, wanting to do something uh, that had a little bit more me in it. Uh, and by, I mean, me, I mean, stuff that I wanted to talk about, stuff that I really thought that was important. And I, I, you know, it's it's like anything, it, it, you want something that you want to do something, but at the same time, your, you know, life gets in the way kind of thing. Right. You know, so I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then I lost my job. And once I lost my job, I figured, you know what, there is no better reason to start a podcast than right now to keep myself fresh, to keep myself engaged, and also to create the content that I wanted to create, so what I what I thought was is that I would just do my own podcast and I started doing my own podcast you know just you know getting ideas from you getting ideas from my wife getting ideas from from other people and then my wife started joining me on the podcast and that just changed everything. Right. Because now it's 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 more of a conversation between two people and we talk about things that go on in our lives. I mean we're pretty open about you know, what it's like to be a foster and adoptive parent. We were pretty open about our kids. We're pretty open about a lot of things. My struggles, you know, of what I've gone through, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, and we put that all on the podcast. And so far, people seem to really resonate with that. And we're getting, a you know, a ton of downloads, which we're really appreciative of.
0: Yeah, that, and I think that is very cool because um, I think – uh, you know, to kind of give some the audience some context to what we're talking about. Uh, about a year ago, I think it was about a year ago, you and I met up at a restaurant and we talked about this development of your podcast. And yes, and so the development of the podcast really was kind of right there, but. I wasn't sure how far you were going to take it. I didn't know what the podcast was going to be about. I just knew that you wanted to take it to the next level. Uh, it, it's called Mac Watson Talks, um, and it centers, I guess, really, like you said, really around your life. But you 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 incorporate a lot of what you had done on the radio. Can you can you go a little more in depth with that?
1: Sure. Um, I talk about current events. I talk about specifically what's going on in Arizona. It's more of an Arizona centric podcast. So I talk about stuff that's going on, stuff that affects people, but I also talk about myself as well. So we've got, I mean, if you really want to break it down, there's a couple of different, uh, uh, I guess benchmarks or a couple of different things that we do. We do current events. We do, uh, I do something called the SmackDown where I take something that I disagree with and, and, and basically just tell you why I disagree with the story or disagree with the premise. Um, and then there's the the last word which is kind of if you're in the business, it's like a kicker story it's a, a funny story that you that you end with, and what we've done is we've broadened it into now we have we're behind a paywall with this is us, which is my wife and I and our you know what it's in a in the household what it's like to be in the in the Watson family and we also do raised in the nut house which is and I've got the script right here for it. It's Raised in the nut house, where we tell our nutty stories from our dysfunctional childhoods or dysfunctional <laughs> right. stories from our nutty childhoods, one or the other. So we tell these stories and hopefully people can relate to them or at least get some value out of them. But like you said, I used to do a talk show where it was about current events. It was about things that were in the news. And it goes back to you know, does it affect you? Does it affect your wallet? Does it affect your, you know, the way you want to raise your family? Does it affect you, your job? You know, those are the kinds of stories that I think really people key into. So those are the stories that I try to tell, uh, whether it be a pandemic, whether it be through a certain bill or a certain law that's been passed, or whether the governor is doing the right thing with this pandemic or, you know, just stuff like that. But then I also give a personal insight into my life with This Is Us, of, you know, the struggles that I've had with the COVID, with being unemployed, with trying to navigate being a foster and adoptive parent through this, um, you know, just the different aspects of my life that people seem to be interested in.
0: Sure. And this was all built. I mean, I, I wouldn't say well, I could say that this has been 100 percent built on the audience that you have grown, that you have learned or that you have Built through your previous career with with radio, so you had an yeah, audience. Yeah, if that I didn't have out.
1: access, right? If I didn't have access to some kind of microphone or some kind of broadcast, I wouldn't have the audience that I have now. And if I were on a national level, if I was on a national network, it'd probably be even bigger. But I I will tell you, we have we have been downloaded now in everywhere except three states. And I think over 16 different countries, and I can't understand why. (laughs) That's incredible. It's yeah, it is. It's it's amazing. I thought it was going to be everybody in Arizona. No, I'm getting. I'm being downloaded in Charlotte, North Carolina, in Waterloo, Mississippi, uh, in England, in Scotland. There's one country in Africa we're being downloaded and listened to. So it's. I mean, it's all over. And I don't know whether it's word of mouth or whether it's by the hashtag that we use or people are looking us up because of the stuff that we put out on social media. Mm -hmm. But just because you think, oh, my me and my buddy want to start a podcast or my buddy and I want to start something and it's going to be listened to maybe like my mom and my friends. Hold on. There are people out there that are willing to listen and willing to download and some even for, you know, a fee. Some were even willing to do it for a fee mm-hmm. uh, because you put something out there because you have value.
0: Right. How do you uh, compare? Could you compare and maybe contrast the two the differences between radio and podcasting? Because that is what my YouTube channel is all about, is trying to bridge the gap between radio and podcasting, because each platform has their own benefits and then of course i would say i wouldn't call them downfalls but there's an another side of that so you being someone in radio and without my audience having to hear me constantly tell them what i see what are the those those differences with podcasting and radio
1: well if you really want to get into it i mean if you really want to get into like a phd kind of discussion Mm -hmm. uh we certainly can A radio broadcast is meant for a number of people. It is a broad listing of events, a broad sense of what is going on in the community, right? Right. Uh, That's what broadcasting is. It's for a lot of different people. What podcasts are, podcasts are called Mm narrowcasting or narrowcasts. And narrowcasts are something, you know, if if you're an expert on 14th century Japanese feudalism, what you can start a podcast on that? <laughs> yeah. You are not going to get a radio gig out of that. Right. If you're an expert on Mattel Barbies from the, you know, from the post-war era, you know, all the way to the current era of Barbie, you know, Barbie dolls, mm-hmm. you're not going to get you're not going to get a lot of traction in the real world unless you work for Mattel. But you can start a podcast on that mm-hmm. if you like to garden, if you like to do martial arts if you're a gun collector. So it's really about what, you know, it it used to be. It used to be you had to have a, you know, a broadcast system. You had to have a license. You used to have to have a little card from the FCC. You used to have all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, now, and this is what I used to tell interns when when we had interns at the radio station, is now you have access to all this technology that we never had. Right. So you can pretty much do it yourself. It's just you've got to start from, way down here Mm -hmm. you know way below here right as a college student and work your audience and work your way up and you know some people can do it and some people can't and it comes down to whether or not you can communicate can you communicate effectively to people who quite frankly may not know you right and if they don't know you well how do you engage them because the average person tunes out after about five or six seconds of whatever it is whether it's a You know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a TV broadcast, whether it's a show, whether it's a movie, if they're not engaged within a couple of seconds, they're on to something else. Right. So if you can't engage a listener, then you really can't do a podcast. But but there are people, I will tell you this, there are people (laughs) who are very, very learned and very, very scholarly, but don't know how to communicate it and have a podcast good for them. Right. Hopefully they'll you know, hopefully you'll get better at it. It's like riding a bike. Hopefully you'll get better and better at it as you do it. But there is a process and there is a way to do it effectively. And a lot of people can do it. And the people that can't. You can always learn. Right. That's what I always say. You can always learn to do this.
0: So you came from the music side before you got into radio. You were in music. You're like me. I was in I'm in music right now. But you were in music before you went to talk radio. And how did you learn that community, those communication skills and that style for yourself? What were, are there any specific things that you did or are there tips that you can share with this audience to help them grow that confidence in communication?
1: Yeah. Um, way back, way back when, um, I used to talk to this program director, a guy who ran the radio station mm-hmm. at a very successful station. And he said, when you crack the mic, when you open the mic, have something to say. And there's there's this mantra, especially in top 40 or CHR radio, which is light, light, bright and tight or right. light, bright and out of sight. You know, you've <laughs> right. got to make sure it's condensed. You've got to make sure it's concise and you've got to make sure you have a point. Um, I also learned being an English major that everything has a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. It doesn't matter whether it's a conversation on your smartphone, whether it's a movie, whether it's a book whether it's a joke, everything has to have a beginning and then a middle and then an end. So tell me what you're going to tell me. That's the beginning. Tell me which is the middle and the end is tell me what you told me and be effective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can break it down into very, very simplistic points, but it it's also hours in the chair. It's that Malcolm Gladwell uh, 10,000 10, hours yeah. theory,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 10,000 hours of doing something right. Like I couldn't have done a talk show until I was like in my thirties mm-hmm. because I needed that eight to 10 years of doing music radio to learn how to sell something. And when I say sell, sell something, learn how to do a break, learn how to turn on the microphone and actually say something of value in 10 seconds or less, because I'd used to do top 40 radio right and you don't have a lot of time you've got to be concise and some of the best some of the best communicators have come from the top 40 era Mm -hmm. or the top 40 world that are now doing talk radio because they understand that you have to sustain your message and sustain the audience and in order to do that you have to be effective and 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 again i can tell you that there are different ways of doing that and they're you know uh, Rush Limbaugh does it one way. Glenn Beck does it another way. Sean Hannity does it another way, but they all knew, they all know the one thing, mm-hmm. how to connect with your listener and how to tell them. And don't get me wrong. You don't have to agree or like them. You don't have to like their, their show or their style, but they know how to communicate effectively enough that they are, you know, the, the, the top tiers of talk radio Where I was just, you know, I was just on the surface of talk radio with my show because I'm in a local market and in Phoenix, you know, Phoenix is a different market than Detroit. It's a different market than Albuquerque. It's a different market than L.A. You've got to learn who your audience is. And if you can learn who your audience is and talk to them, not at them, I think people will respond to that.
0: That is huge to say that you have to talk to them. It's almost as though you have to become their friend in order for them to really well, yeah. buy into what yeah. you're talking about.
1: Right. It's it's it, And it's not only that, it's the sense that you can talk to somebody about something for an extended period of time. Like I said, it's narrow casting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I knew a guy in college that as soon as you brought up, you know, uh, classic cars, the guy go talk your ear off, right. but try to have a conversation about anything else. And he was stuttering and stammering and, you know, <laughs> doing whatever, right. you know, but, but if you talk to him about muscle cars and classic cars, you know, the GTOs and the, and the Camaros and the Mustangs, he knew every spec, he knew every kind of, you know, transmission he knew every, well, that's the way you have to be with certain things in order to get it across, right? You have to be a master communicator you have to know something about something to tell people and that's what it basically is so if you're going to do a show about gardening well you better know about gardening and you better be, and you better be interesting enough to share with people tips and stuff that you know to become a master gardener right i'm not saying you have to have the best that's the other thing too it's a podcast right you don't have to you know you don't have to be a horticultural expert you don't have to be a botanist you don't have to be you know some big wig that owns their own nursery mm-hmm. uh, just grow tomatoes and share the experience with people and it's the way you share the experience that will capture people and make sure that they come back for more and listen to you that's what that's I, what yeah. it is
0: that's what i think is huge and that's where i think a lot of people get hung up is that they say i don't know what kind type of content that i need to create what do i even create and what you're telling me is that you're sh- when you hear the experience of of one person, you're only hearing the experience of one person, but you might be that one person that lights the fire under someone else who could be listening. Am I correct? Right. right? So
1: yeah, that, that it's the one person that their perspective. And again, we all have perspectives, but it's a way that we tell everybody, right? It's a way that we communicate. And the way I communicate is through language and that my voice is an instrument. You know, I come at it from a very different point of view, say, than a sportscaster right. or a news person, you know. Yeah, I'm doing an interview. You know, that, <laughs> that there is – we can cut that out.
0: Oh, that's fine. I mean, I could leave it in <laughs> too, so it doesn't matter. This <laughs> is a podcast. It doesn't matter. It's not broadcast. <laughs> oh, I know.
1: I know. Yeah, I'm on with Shannon. Oh my my wife says hi.
0: Hi, how are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's good to good to meet big you. Fan. Yeah, big fan
1: she says. Oh, I'm a big fan of you. So yeah, he's a big fan of you too. Oh. Yeah. So 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 what I'm talking about is I'm talking about effectively communicating with other people. And it's kind of tough, but again, a, a guy long time ago another program director told me Remember that you're talking to one person. You're not talking right. to an audience. That's television. Right. Television is where you talk to an audience. Radio is you talk to one person, one-on-one. So if you can imagine or even some people have done this, I've seen I've seen it in the studio. They'll take an actual picture of yeah. somebody and put it in the studio and talk to that person. That's the secret to good communication. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're talking to one person about how you feel about something, whatever right. it is.
0: And there's this, I I, I, just, I noticed this in my time of, of doing radio at night and where I came became unstuck in that process of saying like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to an audience versus talking to one person. It was about six years into my career. I had just gotten full time. And one day I was just kind of like, you know what? What do I have to lose if, if I'm just talking yeah. to one person? Like, what do I have to lose? It just feels like I'm talking to one person. So that's when I started incorporating a lot of what I knew about my audience. So my audience would right. be rock and roll people. So I started using words like bro and dude and and things that really related to them and tried to think as though I was standing at a concert with them. And holding that conversation with them saying, dude, did you see this? Did you see the Foo Fighters released a brand new song, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where a lot of things became unstuck for me. And so I noticed that my deliveries, uh, they became a lot shorter and I was more effective in the communication. Now, does it mean that I was perfect every time? No, I wasn't perfect every time, but I became better and better at that. And so I think to what you were saying is that the practice and being in the. In, on the mic and practicing in front of the mic and getting that, that time in front of the mic really does come with just cutting your teeth on the mic. If you're just starting or you're someone who's maybe two, three years into this and you're still not comfortable, cutting your teeth on the mic is very important.
1: Yeah. But here's another trick though, because you said something very important. It's being relatable. Right. And I had this, and, and my problem was when I was doing music That I would come out of a break and say, you know, mix 106.5, the best mix of the blah, 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 blah. That was Dave Matthews' band. And then I'd transition to something else, and I would get lost. Yeah, I wouldn't know where I was going. And so I would start off kind of strong, and then I would get lost. And what a a program director taught me was to write it down. Yeah, If you write it down, that is your safety net. Mm -hmm. So what you should do is write it rewrite it and then write it again. And that and that's where you come up with the dudes and the bros and the oh man, that's awesome. Right. Because you start incorporating your natural speak speaking pattern, your natural speech patterns and your natural vocabulary, your colloquialisms, that's where you start incorporating it because that's you. Right. So now So it doesn't, so now I don't have to, you know, you wake me out of bed at four o'clock in the morning, you give me the temperature, you give me the call letters, you give me the title and artist. I can do a break like that. I don't have to write it down. Right. But there are times, there were times when I had to write everything out. And when I found that out, when I figured it out, I got to New York in two years. I went to market one in two years. Mm -hmm because I knew what the secret was. And the secret was to write it down and have a safety net. It's not that anybody in New York or Chicago or LA, it's not that they're better than you. It's not that they're, it's not that they have more, it's just, they have more experience than you. Right. And they've learned these tricks and tools and have learned it. It's like the difference between a guy in triple A ball or a double A ball versus the majors. Right. The majors guys have learned a little more tricks and a little more how to do it. Right. In order to make sure that they understand how to perform their best. It's the same with anything. This is a performance. You are giving a performance when you do podcast. You may not want to see it that way, but that's what you are doing. You are performing, but to an audience you cannot see. Right. So if you just keep in mind that it's just one person that you're talking to. Well, hell, you've done that before. You do it at work. You do it in your family. You do it wherever. Right. You can talk to one person where don't be intimidated that thousands of people are listening (laughs) to me or hundreds of people are listening to me. No, they're not. Mm -hmm. They may download. And that's what the that's what the meter may say. That's what the metrics may say. But they're not listening to you all at once. Right. You're talking to one person at a time. And that way you don't flip yourself out or freak yourself out. And if you write it down you'll get a natural way of delivering it where it doesn't seem like you're reading it. Does right. that make sense?
0: Yeah, and to me, like what you're saying makes complete sense because to me, what it seems like is though every podcaster wants to get these massive downloads like right away, but it almost seems as though it's more of a benefit to have those minimal downloads because you, oh, can, yeah. you, can, you can talk naturally to those people. And by the time someone becomes acquainted to you when you've gotten your 10,000th download you, your audience should know who you are. They should know how you communicate. They should know right. the personality at that point. So it's almost easier as opposed to guys like us who were just kind of thrown into the fire and had to un, kind of undo all of what was going on in our head and start back from zero.
1: Right. And what you need to realize is that the more you do it, the better you'll become. Yeah. The more you practice, the better you'll become. So it's good that you don't have as many downloads in the beginning, because you can make as many mistakes as you want. It's your podcast. Right. You don't have a boss. You don't have someone standing over you saying, "Well, you should have done this." It's WNBC. You know, you don't. You don't have. Only a few people will get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you love it. Um. You know, you don't have anybody telling you that you should do time and temperature, time and temperature, time and temperature right. every fifteen seconds or whatever. That you can talk about if you want to talk about flintlock guns for two hours go ahead, but you've got to make it compelling for people. You've got to emotionally relate to the, to the audience and you've got to make it compelling. And that's what, that's what I try to do. You know, I don't try to talk down to people. I don't try to talk over people's heads. I just try to talk normally, but if you can have a little fun in there, if you can drop some pop culture references, if you can, you know, basically have like two guys talking at a bar kind of conversation, then that's good because at least you have a back and forth and you have some kind of pro con, Or, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not CNN. We're not talking about it. it, I'm on the left. I'm on the right. So you know what people are going to say. Yeah, that's that's tired and old. Okay, that's broken. That's the broken down stuff. Right. But what you should do is be able to have or form an opinion where you can articulate it. And if someone disagrees with you, that you can respond to it if you're doing a two double headed or triple headed podcast. Right. Or if you just have all these things that you believe in, that if somebody were to challenge you, you would be able to to confirm your, I guess your point of view. Right. And that takes time. That takes a while for you to do. So it takes practice and it takes also focus. But once you get those things, and like I said, once I found out, my secret was to write it down. Mm -hmm. I just took off. I was, I I was, you couldn't stop me. I was great.
0: Right. And, you know, it's something that you said just a few seconds ago um, that triggered me to remember this. You, you were an English major in college. You mentioned this idea of, you know, beginning, middle and end, but uh, I'm sure you also took, you know, rhetoric and, and the art of persuasion and persuasive talking or persuasive speech. And I taught that at one point in time as a high school English teacher. And that is something that I think that, um, a lot of people don't realize that there is an actual philosophy and method that goes behind the delivery of a message where you talk about, this is the point that I'm trying to make. You talk about the emotion behind a point that you're trying to get across in order to kind of sell the idea or sell the point that you, this is what you're trying to do. So when it comes down to that, uh, do you have any tips on how to incorporate some type of emotion into the delivery of your content?
1: There, there are two different types of, of to me, at least this is just my, my theory. Sure. There's two different types of selling something. You either aspire or you identify when you aspire to something, you want to be that somebody you want to be that person, or you want to be that, that, that at that level, hmm. when you identify, you can look at that and go, wow, you know what? I really, I, I can really relate to that. So it was, <clears throat> I can explain it in this way Tiger Woods, when he's marketed, you aspire to be Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. That's why he gets the Tag Hoyer things. That's why he gets the, you know, the Rolls Royce, you know, stuff. Brett Favre is a guy you can relate to. Right. Brett Favre in his career had the Wrangler jeans. You see what I mean? There's a difference in between aspiring to Mm -hmm. and identifying with. Right. So and and it depends on you what you want to do or, you know, what point you want to make. I usually go I usually go the Brett Favre route of, hey, identify with me on this. This is where I'm coming from. This is how I feel about it. This is what I think we should do or this is what I think the way it should be. I don't know really how to aspire. Boy, that sounds so bad. I don't know how to aspire <laughs> to anything. No, no. Most
0: people line forms to the left, to the- Mac. I understand.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. No, my 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 aspiration usually it, it, it's usually something that's so esoteric. Mm-hmm. That's people can identify with it. And so I I would rather identify with somebody where somebody would say, you know, you were talking about this and boy, I could really picture myself doing that or I could really identify doing that or being that or or whatever. Right. You put it in those terms and then people can really they feel comfortable because you're identifying with them on their level. Right. That's why when like the biggest compliment somebody can give me is, boy, you you're the same guy on the radio as you are in real life. Yeah. Well, well, I I hope I am because if I was a caricature or if I was or some kind of character. Well, then that's not identifiable. You, you right. want to try to be real. You want to try to be open. You want to try to be I mean, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to have diarrhea of the mouth. Right. But you also want to be a relatable person that somebody can go, you know what? There's a likability and a quality to that person that I like and that I can relate to.
0: And I think it's a it's an element of being just human. You got to be human to. Relate to the audience. So, whether that podcast be about gardening, whether it is about uh, ancient history, something of that nature, you have to be who you are and what you know you are great at at being. And that is just being you. You just maybe happen to have, uh, you know, a a real penchant for uh, doing studies on, you know, I don't know, it could be gangster drug dealers. And that's what your podcast is about in some form. But you, are presenting it as yourself. And that's where I think the right. hangups are. That's where I see the comments come through on my YouTube channel. That's where the emails come in. They go, I, don't, I just don't know how to do this. Just got to be you in order to do that.
1: And there is a slickness to it, though, too. If you if like if you listen to certain podcasts, they just sound good. Right. I mean, you want to get the right sound as well. And that's why, you know, the feedback that I've gotten with my podcast, boy, it sounds so polished. Yeah. It sounds so good. It moves so quickly. Well yeah, I, I mean I I've, I've been in radio. I I know the certain fundamentals, but there are people that don't know the certain fundamentals that you'd rather, you know, I'd rather you leave leave the audience wanting more. Right. You know, if you can say it with brevity, say it with brevity. You know, you don't want to drag something out too long. You want right. to it, 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 what was that Saturday night live skit where you, you're t- you he, you get caught talking to somebody at the party? That that one person you don't want to get talked to, you you don't want to get caught talking to at the party. Yeah, yes. And and Cecily is her name that, that she does the character. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, I don't know whether it was the Palestinians or the protozoans, but they are, you know, it's, it's that one, it's that one person that, that is just, God, do you know how to shut your mouth?
0: Right, right. You know,
1: not that I would ever tell anybody on a podcast to shut their mouth, but you've got to know, able to know pacing. You've got to be able to edit it well and slickly put it together and, you know, I, I am no genius at this. Right. I mean, you've listened to my podcast. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm no genius, but there are some podcasts you're like, boy, that's slick. Right. Well, try to be slick. Try to be slick, but don't try to be filler. Right. Don't try to be slick without a purpose or don't try to be slick without a point. Mm-hmm. You know, have a point. Some of the best content you can do is from the heart. And if it's just real and it's raw and it's emotional, People will listen.
0: Right. And that's something I want to touch on a couple of things that we talked about that you mentioned there. That's something that like I'm going to show the camera for people who can't who are listening right now. I have a list of questions that I've written out. They may go, some of them go in order, but you've already touched on some of them. So I'm allowed to go, okay, he talked about that. He talked about that. He talked about that. Now I can move on to this next section that he did not talk about. I want to know more about that. So I think in the preparation and the show prep, that's another huge thing. Podcasters tend to go, I need to script it out all in one. And that's going to, that, that's going to be my podcast. And I'm like, man, that's like entirely way too much. If you're trying to just create a podcast.
1: Some people do that, though. Yeah. And my only my like, there's this one guy that does it and it's it don't get me wrong. It's good, but you can tell he's reading. Right. But it's so good that I'm willing to listen to something that I know is being read. Most people would want you to have a conversation with them, not a conversation at them. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, you can write it down. And that's why, you know, like TV people, TV people, they write everything down. They mm-hmm. put it on the teleprompter. It's right there. You can, like you said, you can write notes or you can write jot down some stuff. But if the more you write down, the more you're going to have to read it. Right. And if you can do it conversationally, that's great. But if not, it's going to come across like you are reading it.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that it's good to know both sides of it to learn how to read, but it's also great to have that ability to maneuver in and out of a conversation at will. If you need to break from whatever you're reading, Uh, you know, some of the people that I see that do this very well would be news anchors. You know, they're reading from the teleprompter itself, and then the teleprompter somehow goes down and then they have to, they have to almost instantly just, Riff it off, but they have done it so much that they know how to they know how to maneuver in and out of that. I want to switch gears into talking about uh, the element of uh, monetization. If you're comfortable talking about that, I won't ask about money or anything like that. I just want to a- ask ask you about the idea of. Building in some type of monetization model, because that is the common question that most podcasters ask is like, how can I monetize? And when you and I look at monetization from a radio perspective, you know, I can explain it as saying like, you know, we are going to clients who are local, not necessarily national, even though there are national clients. But we go to those those clients and we talk to them and we say, okay this is what we want to do for you in terms of the package. You get a certain amount of mentions on the radio. You maybe get some spots and maybe get some website uh, banner ads or whatnot, and we are going to bill you. And then when you move to the podcasting structure, it almost seems, I don't know if it was for you, but it almost, it, it for me has been completely on the opposite end. So can you describe to me what you have experienced in setting up a monetization model and why you wanted to set one up?
1: Well, the first way was the way that you understood it with radio. Mm-hmm. I approached a number of people and I gave them a sheet and said, this is how much it costs to advertise on my podcast. And then COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, all my, all my uh, sponsors went away. Right. So what my wife and I had to do is we had to figure out another stream of income. And we decided to go with Patreon. Mm-hmm. Now, with Patreon, what you do is you set certain levels. Right. So if you're $5, $10, $20, if you pay a certain amount a month... And you can charge whatever you want, sure. You know, but what we found is five, ten, twenty um, was 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 the sweet spot for a lot of my listeners. So what we decided to do was we decided to give you what we call bonus content through Patreon. So we took the "This Is Us" where we talk about what it's like to be in the in the Watson household, and we take "Raised in a Nuthouse" and we put those behind the paywall. So the free stuff you still get current events, you still get the smackdown, you still get the last story, you still get some other things. But behind the paywall is that more in-depth and that more emotional stuff that we we go into. You know, how COVID has affected our marriage, how, you know, having a child with an eating disorder has affected, you know, the whole house and how it affects the way we eat, you know, stuff like that. How our four-year-old, how his tantrums affect the house, you know, that more personal uh, that more personal emotional stuff we put behind a paywall and people seem to respond. We've gotten a pretty good response out of it so far.
0: Yeah. That and was what we
1: also do.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: What, what, we, what we also do too, is that we have an AMA ask me anything session. Mm-hmm. If you're at a certain level on Patreon, we send you a link, you know, like a zoom meeting or even a, you know, a stream yard. Right. And we actually allow them to ask me quote unquote anything. So it's kind of like your own little, uh, like VIP, it's kind of like your own VIP or backstage, uh, getting together a VIP experience thing. Uh, and it's, and you're, you'd be surprised. There are people that sit there and just stare at you. There are people that will, will, there are people that will want to talk to you for like, Twenty minutes about the same thing, right? There are other people who want to ask you some really good questions about some of the stuff that you said. Mm-hmm. Like people really, <clears throat> people really do listen, and yeah. people really have some really good insight into what you what you've said. They just want to be heard, and that's the thing. People just want to be heard, and they want to feel like they're being a part of something. So that's why we give them the AMA or the Ask Me Anything session uh, as part of their VIP experience when they're on Patreon, right? Uh, that. And, you know, we also give away some swag too. you know, some mugs and some, you know, stickers and stuff like that. Yeah. But as far as monetization, you're not going to get rich. You're not going to be able to support yourself unless you have a national audience and you're like an Adam Carolla or a Tony Kornheiser or a Joe Rogan where you have so much of a stream coming in that it can support you. Right. My wife and I aren't at that point yet, but and that's why I'm still unemployed. I still need a job, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's it's worth it because people listen, people want more, and that then motivates me to do better.
0: Right, right. The motivation, I think, the motivation aspect of what you're talking about when it comes down to encouraging podcasters and you know people can only see so much when they watch a video of mine or they listen to a podcast, but sharing this experience from someone else saying. I do this because X, this is what really motivates me to continue to podcast. And that is where I would want to tell, to encourage a podcaster is to listen to some your story, listen to your exact story and say, okay, we incorporated this element of Patreon. It doesn't matter if you're using Patreon, you're using uh, PayPal, something just, I would say, get something started in order to start getting that ball rolling. Uh, What would you say to someone and encourage them?
1: Um. Wow. How do you tell somebody to encourage them to do what they want?
0: <laughs> I mean, deliver value. I mean, suppose on the podcast.
1: Well, well, yeah. Yeah. But my point is, is that you've got to want to do it. Yeah. For me, it's that I want to be heard. Mm-hmm. For me, it's that I have things that I want to share. And I've been like this since I was a little kid. Um, I just kind of fell into radio. I never considered radio an actual You know, I I never considered it a life, you know, a life career. Right. But if you are, if you're, if you're wanting to start a podcast or you're wanting to monetize your podcast, there are plenty of things out there for you to do. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of websites, plenty of people. I mean, you can talk to Hugh Shannon, you can talk to me, you can talk to a lot of people about what they've done. You've just got to want to do it and then take the time to really sit down and, you know, just map out, okay, I'm going to do this about the insects of Guadalajara, you know, or something like that. <laughs> right. You know, I'm going to do this. You know, come up with the elevator speech. Come yeah. up with an, uh, come up with 30 seconds of you're going to tell somebody in an elevator, and you've got 30 seconds until the elevator stops and the you know your the doors open, what is your podcast about?
0: Right. Let's go into real quick the merchandise area because you did mention bumper stickers, mugs, things like that. Is there anything that is very uh, complicated about doing that? How did you go about that process? And has it been easy for you?
1: I would think I would I would have thought it would be really complicated. My wife handles it Mm -hmm. and she says it's so easy. All you have to do is upload the artwork, right? You choose what you want it on. They give you all these different you know, structures that you can put it on things that you can put it on. You just upload a really good high quality JPEG or 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 file mm-hmm. and they take care of the rest.
0: And what, you know, do you, you have to do you know which websites that you're using or is that is that something that's directly on Patreon? Or are you going through a third party?
1: That's all Patreon. Patreon awesome. fulfills the swag orders.
0: Awesome. I didn't know that. I honestly did not know that. Uh, that that's something I that didn't was... either
1: until my wife found that out.
0: Uh, yeah, we didn't know until just like five seconds ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and it's, and it's it's not as expensive as you think. That's the other part of it too, mm-hmm. is that it's not as expensive now with Vistaprint and all these other places that you can go to, all these other websites, Shutterfly, Vistaprint. I mean, you get, I have business cards made up. Right. I have business cards that I'm never going to use because we right. have so many of them. You know, it's stuff like that. It's the stuff that makes you feel like, yes, I am a quality, uh, a valued uh, podcaster mm-hmm. because I make myself feel that way because I can see my name on a sticker or I can see my, you know, my, my mug on a mug kind of thing, <laughs> right. you, know? Right, right. you know, right, that, I mean, that gives it value and that gives it, that gives it some kind of permanency too, that, Hey. I do this stuff. Right. You should listen to my podcast. And that comes with confidence. You've got to have confidence and the confidence in your ability to say, I can, I should be heard. This is what I should be listened to. Because um, there's a, there's a lot of people that will tell you a lot of stuff and then they'll say, yeah, but I should have, would have, could have. Don't right. should have, would have, could have. Go right. ahead and do it. And I, I You've have got to, nothing to lose. I've
0: got to remind people like what you're telling me right now is all by, based on you know, tribe mentality. You have to, you're building it. You have a tribe of your people who love what you do. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right. what Joe Rogan does or what, you know, Mark Marin does or Adam Carolla. It's what you do. And that's what people buy into. One, uh, one last question. Um, and we'll just kind of make it uh, more about you as the English teacher and uh, books. What, book would you recommend to a podcaster if there is any or something that will get their mind thinking on this, this creativity journey that they're on?
1: The autobiography of Malcolm X. Really? Um, I, I read it in high school and I reread it in college and it is the one transformative book that a lot of people misunderstand about Malcolm X Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't understand about personal freedoms. Mm hmm. That if you read that book, you will understand personal freedom and you'll understand Malcolm X a whole lot better. And you don't have to be an activist. You don't have to be some political whatever. Just his journey, his, his story is so compelling, but it's so misunderstood. So that's the book that I would recommend. Another book is is any book on advertising like guerrilla marketing, guerrilla warfare, guerrilla uh, recent trout. They're, they're, they're really good at stuff. Uh, make it stick that's another good book Um, you know make your message stick Uh, but as far as transformative the autobiography of Malcolm X changed the way I saw a lot of things it really did
0: okay very cool well Mac Watson I want to thank you for your time thank you so much and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon on a future podcast and maybe share some more insights
1: absolutely check out my stuff at MacWatsonOnline.com the podcast there you can also connect with me on Facebook and Twitter as well Mac Watson talks. Very Thanks cool. So much, Shannon.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Thank you so much. Therapist. Today's episode of The Podcast Therapist is brought to you by the Adobe Creative Cloud. Creativity is everywhere and all you need are the right tools to turn those creative ideas into reality. Whether it's building stunning new artwork to promote your podcast, editing simple videos for your video podcast, or stepping up your audio production game, the Adobe Creative Cloud gives you access to Adobe's entire suite of software products that will enhance your content creation across all digital platforms. Go to thepodcasttherapist.com slash Adobe to learn more and get started today
1: unnecessary okay. explanations podcast is unnecessary explanations so we're
0: going to be holding off on today's Unnecessary Explanations because Thursday I want to release another podcast for you that is uh, more of a Q&A. That'll be more of our Unnecessary Explanation, but it's going to be more of a Q&A to help you, the podcaster. It is all based around a consultation call that I had had uh, back in December. Uh, actually, I think it was on December. It was on... Uh, it was on Christmas Eve, actually, I believe. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We're going to answer a couple of questions from a consultation call that will help you with your podcast if you're struggling with certain areas in your podcast. In particular, we are going to be talking about, I believe, I believe some SEO strategies and why we are creating some of the pieces of content that are outside of the audio podcast to help us get discovered. And that is the whole idea behind this podcast that you're trying to create. You're trying to create something that will help you grow, help your podcast grow. I think it growing is going to happen in so many different ways for you. Not only will you grow with your podcast, but I think you will grow as uh, someone as a, who is a podcaster, maybe someone who maybe is looking to start a business with a podcast, I don't know. But that is all going to be coming up on Thursday with that phone call. So be on the lookout for that coming up on January the 21st. Now, if you have a question that you would love to ask me and want my opinion or answer from uh, you know, from me, go ahead and head on over to the and leave a voicemail for me. If you don't leave me a voicemail, you can always leave me an email or a message. But if you wanna leave a voicemail, I'll go ahead and import that uh, voicemail into the podcast and I'll answer that question. Maybe I'll get it on this Thursday's episode of the podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that when that does happen. So um, go to the thepodcasttherapist.com and uh, leave me a voicemail. That's as simple as it's going to be. I, I think I kind of lost my train of thought there. You can tell. But uh, one last thing. If you have not subscribed to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app, do so. Uh, if you are on Apple Podcasts, what I would really love for you to do is head at, to head on over there and find the Podcast Therapist. Uh, and of course, you can find it at thepodcasttherapist.com. Click on the link on that page and it'll take you directly to Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and a review for the podcast so that you can help other podcasters out. Let them know what this podcast is about and let them know what I'm trying to do to help you create, uh, help you and everyone else create better content. So that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode of the podcast therapist. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Mac Watson. As I told you, he was a really good interview and he has a lot of great information. This one is well worth listening to twice or maybe even three times. So until Thursday, I will see you guys then. Take care and uh, be safe.
1: Gast Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.